Hey, welcome to Real Talk. So this past Sunday, we started a new sermon series called Why Church? And we're talking about why do we even do this thing called church? And there's also some funny things that Christians do, not just the church stuff, but some weird stuff. And so we're going to deal with the serious stuff on Sundays, but we thought Real Talk, we'll just talk about some of the funny things that Christians do. Like, for example, we have our own way of talking. Like, I call it Christianese. We just have these weird words and stuff that no one else would even understand. Like, if you were going to invite someone over to your house for dinner or go out to have a beer or something, you'd do just that, right? But Christians, we go, hey, do you want to, like, have some fellowship together? And no one talks like that, right? I Are mean, there some other things oh that you can gosh. think of? It's like, and you know, you add a little bit of the Southern slayer. There's like, bless the Lord or PTL. Like people will comment on something PTL, which is sign like or sort of language for praise the Lord. Or I'll have people say to me, I've been praying that God would wrap a hedge of protection around you. And I'm thinking like, I don't want him to put a hedge around me. I, like a hedge can't protect me from anything. Like make it razor wire or barbed wire, but a hedge the best. I don't know if anybody's ever said this to you, but they'll say, Joe, we really need to bathe this in prayer. And I'm like, I haven't been bathed <laughs> for 40 years by anyone. So don't, don't start, start bathing me in anything now. Like you can pray for me, but please don't bathe me in anything. I hate that phrase. There's uh, all kinds of weird stuff. Little words like backsliding. What, what does that even mean? A we need to have a quiet time. That's really... We need to... You know what we should do? We should do life together. You know what? And maybe we could do life together in our small group, our cell group, our life group, our community group, our fellowship group, our core group, because we got all kinds of groups that we do life together, and we're always better together, aren't we, Brad? <laughs> quiet time. It's our quiet time. <laughs> and what about... People that get Bible verses tattooed on their body. I mean, you would never do that. Would you? Like, that would never happen in... Anyway. I don't know. How about, has somebody ever said to you, you should take Christ out of Christmas? Or don't take <laughs> Christ out of Christmas. Be careful. Have you ever said, let me pray about that, because you couldn't think of a real reason to say no to someone? Yeah. Like, uh, can you come over? Well, let me pray about that. Why do we, why do we do this? Like, why are we just dorks and have our own language that no one else understands? Why don't we just talk like normal people? I don't know. I mean, I think to some degree, it's kind of like if you've been to a baseball game and you'll look at the coach for a baseball team and they have all these signs and the only ones that know the signs, they're like doing all these things to the hitters. The only ones that know the signs are the people on the team. And if you're on the team, you know the coach's signs. It's kind of a sign that you're a part of the group. Maybe that's why we have this kind of insider language. It helps us to make us feel like we're a part of a group, part of a team, part of a family. Maybe that's the good reason why. I'm not sure. Maybe culture. Maybe it's just what we were raised with. I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess I was raised in a, in a Christian household, and so I speak it pretty fluently, all this mm. jargon. And... I probably don't even know that I'm doing it some of the time. So here's another one for you. Christian bumper stickers. Do you mm. like some of those? Oh, there's some good ones for sure. Like, honk if you love Jesus. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or, do you follow Jesus this close? Like, maybe. And my boss is a Jewish 
carpenter, carpenter right? Yeah. Like one of the greatest. It's so good. Is, I think my boss is a Jewish carpenter. It's like, okay, well, I guess you hope you get a raise. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope I hope he's paying you well. So there's this one I always see. And it's just four letters. It says N-O-T-W, not of this world, right? And I think that people are like, are you a space alien or what does that mean? Probably we're getting it from John 17 where Jesus says about his disciples, they're not of this yeah. world, just as I am not of this world. Like, But are we getting that right when we put that? Is that really what he means there? Yeah, not of this world. I mean, I, I think there's certainly something that we should be different and separate. And we are on a team. We're on a family. We're connected together as brothers and sisters in Christ. But I don't think it's like he wants us to have a separate world and we're to live weird or awkward or have dork, different kind of language that people don't understand us or can't relate to us. If we use such jargon that people from the outside of the church or people that aren't following Christ kind of look at us and go, you guys are weird different, I don't think that's what Jesus meant. Clearly, when he walked on earth, Jesus didn't use code language, and he didn't make people who weren't a part of his disciple making endeavors. He didn't make them feel like outsiders. He always talked in ways to bring people in. Frankly, one of the things he would have tattooed on him if he had a verse or something. And he probably, would, of he course. Would, he probably would say something like friend of sinners because he, he'd want to be connected with people and not make people feel like they're on the outside, but draw people in. I think that's what he's praying for in yeah. John 17. I think like some of these sayings is that we, we want Christianity to be so neat and clean and so we have these tidy little sayings, but man, it's not neat and clean, is it? It's like it's a war zone. And in any battle, even the language is not neat and clean. Often it's a little salty, in fact. It's, it's a rough sort of environment. So like, what do we do with these cute little phrases? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we try to be authentic to ourselves, right? I mean, so if you say to somebody, I'll pray for you, I hope you actually mean that. Yeah. And if you're not planning on praying for somebody, you shouldn't say that. Or certainly if you want someone to know that you care about them and you want God to bless them, and you say to a person like, God bless you, if that's sincere and authentic, then man, say it. But are you looking at your language and going, am I drawing people in with what I say and how I speak? Am I connected with people? Am I a real person or just a robot that's following Jesus, doing Jesus type things, am I drawing people in? I just look at the life of Christ and I go, man, he just lived and acted different, unique, good, loving, kind, not different, unique, awkward, not weird, drawing right? people, pushing people away. And so I do think as Christ followers, we should be aware that some of the language we use in church isn't normal to people who aren't following Jesus. And if we can take the time to explain to people what we mean by, like fellowship is a good word, mm -hmm. but does do people understand that it means we want to be connected as brothers and sisters in Christ? And so, I don't know, I think we can use the language and have kind of language that helps people to feel loved and draw them in without being weird. Cool. Good stuff. You want to go bathe in prayer? Oh. See you next time on Real Talk.